On episode 117 of the XJ Talk Show, we cover Jeep's plans for global domination in 2014 and discover the new Jeep Cherokee is setting new records. Steve brings us great new Jeep tip segment about death wobble. In a big announcement, we welcome Rob, who will soon be heading up our new Wrangler segment. We welcome YouTube subscribers, play some voicemails, and share another look into my subconscious. Josh tries to make us all jealous with his announcement that he'll soon be getting paid to wheel. Wave goodbye, you wheeling horror. Committee appoints committee to appoint committee to figure out what happened with threats disrupting plans to meet about threats. Full explanation coming up after the show. Welcome to the XJ Talk Show. You are listening to the Jeep Cherokee Premier Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Tony and Josh. Take it away, boys. Yes, here we are, episode 117, all day, all night long. You uh, you got me, Tony. You also know me as Motoroy on XJTalk.com, the premier Jeep Cherokee website. And uh, here's my co-host, Josh. And I'm known as NW99XJ or Northwest99XJ on XJTalk.com. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a little stuff here. Now, last week after the show, Josh and I were uh, uh, finishing up and I lost power here. So uh, I'm a little concerned that with the bright lights and the green background and blah, 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 it's going to happen again. So if I seem a little more preoccupied with are the lights still on, that's why, Josh. Yeah, so if uh, Tony drops out altogether and, of course, you lose my uh, lovely voice as well, then you know what's happened. Uh, Tony's running uh, the microwave, the uh, the chili pot, the crock pot, and, uh, of course, the deep fryer there, as well as all the studio equipment, the lights, the cameras, and everything else. And he's going to end up blowing a breaker. I need a good electrician in here. Well, let me uh, let me uh, get everybody up to date. This is the XJ Talk Show, a podcast about Jeep Cherokees off-roading and the tech that uh, you need to know uh, to get you there and back. We're here to promote the web's most premier website for all the Jeep Cherokees, the XJTalk.com, and it's the friendliest, most helpful Jeep site on the web. XJTalk.com encourages and answers all the questions and concerns for the first time Jeep typical uh, <laughs> owners typically have without blaming or criticism all while giving you the best most in-depth articles and write-ups for the repairs and modifications that take your average xj to the next level now get ready the xj talk show starts right now first week in g well, guys, I promise that this time I'm not going to do a whole lot of Cherokee bashing. Well, of the 2014 Cherokee anyways. I've actually got some good news for as far as the Cherokee goes. Jeep is weathering the storm from Mother Nature as well as from critics. As many of you know, in the beginning of 2014 here, it started off with some record weather events around the nation. Snow, rain, cold, the likes of which many of us haven't seen in a long time. You would think that uh, that alone would hurt auto sales. But combine that with a huge bomb that Consumer Reports dropped last week about the new 2014 Cherokee, and you'd think that all hope would be lost for Jeep sales. Quite the contrary, in fact. Weather records weren't the only thing being set in January. Jeep rec- recorded an all-time 4.1% U.S. market share. Now, that's higher than our, uh, our GDP, in fact. Now, before you get your panties in a bunch, this wasn't all due to the new Cherokee. In fact, overall, Jeep sales were up between 6% and 38% last month, depending on the name badge. 
and Wrangler alone set U.S. sales records in both December and January. Now, despite consumer reports calling the new Cherokee half-baked and refusing to give it a recommendation, and record cold weather, Jeep is actually doing quite hot right now. Kelly Blue Book's Carl Bauer, who is KBB's online analyst, says, if people weren't already thinking about Jeep before the last three weeks of weather, they're seriously considering them now. Now, dealers around the nation are affirming this by saying that the strong U.S. sales of the Jeep and the new 2014 Cherokee from November, December, and January are continuing this month, thanks in part to the blustery weather that continues to plague most of the nation. Now, in other news, there are seven things that Jeep is focusing on in 2014 that I want to bring your guys' attention. A lot of it is stuff that I've already talked about, and some of it's actually kind of new. Number one, the Cherokee. Now, Jeep has sold over 36,000 units of the new Cherokee between October and February, which is way above Jeep's expectations for the revival of the name badge. Jeep will continue to focus much of its marketing strategy on this throughout the year. Now, one million vehicles. That's a lot. In 2013, Chrysler sold 731,565 Jeep vehicles across the globe, a 4% increase from the previous record of just over 700,000 from 2012. With the help of record sales and better-than-expected sales performance of the new Cherokee, Jeep is on track to hit its goal for 1 million units sold in 2014. Obviously, as the uh, year comes to an end, I'll be reporting on whether or not they hit that record. Number three, taking on the world. Led by its new Fiat Chrysler company and sales in China, expect to see more Jeeps being produced and imported to foreign markets. Namely, China is where it's all going to start from. And the Wrangler, number four. Although the company's plans to produce some Jeeps in foreign markets, expect Wrangler production to stay primarily in the U.S. Wrangler is already in the early stages of development within, uh, with the main goals of working on powertrain options and lightweighting the vehicle without sacrificing capability. And this brings us to number five, aluminum. Manley said, Mike Manley, who's CEO of Jeep, said that Jeep is looking into lightweight, lightweighting its vehicles, including the Wrangler, with the use of aluminum and other materials, of which haven't been disclosed. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for some carbon fiber. I think that'd be pretty cool. Number six, heritage. Very important among all of us Jeep enthusiasts. As long as Mike Manley and, uh, and what's-his-face, Mar- Marcione are still overseeing Jeep, uh, expect the brand's heritage to continue being at the center of its new product products, just like the new Cherokee. Whether it's Jeep's iconic trapezoidal wheel arches or hidden Easter eggs, expect Jeep to remain Jeep. Now, I'm not sure what the Easter eggs mean. I mean, I know what it means on uh, online speak and web speak and video game speak, but what does it mean for Jeep? I don't know. I might have to put out a few feelers and find out what sort of Easter eggs are hiding in Jeep. And finally, a smaller Jeep. I reported on this last episode about Jeep doing a subcompact. Later this year, Jeep will be unveiling an all-new vehicle for the B segment, which is more commonly known in the U.S. as a subcompact or city vehicle. From what reports have been saying, this is based on the Fiat 500L platform with a drivetrain and a powertrain similar to that of the new Cherokee. It's only going to be offered in a four-wheel drive package, so a subcompact world market Four-wheel drive Jeep based on a Fiat platform. Going to be pretty interesting. Look, if you guys want to submit a story to be aired on This Week in Jeep, please send an email to newstips at xjtalk.com. Just like longtime friend of the show, John, pre-runner 1982 did with the first story. Big help and big thanks to John. He comes through quite a bit. And I want you guys to do the same thing. Hook me up. I can't do all this stuff by myself. I need your help every now and again. I could sure appreciate it. Thanks, John, and I thank you guys for your future support. 
Yes, thank you very much, John. We appreciate that uh, pretty much every week, isn't it, uh, Josh? Just about, yeah. He's been on a uh, on a track, I think, a good four, five, six weeks in a row at least uh, of uh, submitting at least one story and sometimes more than I can even get to. So he's uh, he, he's in the automotive industry, so he's got his... He's got some channels that I don't have access to as far as some of these stories go. Now, I do a little bit of digging and and uh, and spruce up some of the stories with some other content that I find here and there. And obviously, uh, there's some stuff that he just can't provide, and so i got to go digging myself. But, uh, but all the help is uh, that I can get is definitely appreciated. Yeah, we really do appreciate that. And it's uh, nice, uh, even if it's a silent uh, team member of the XJ Talk Show, it's uh, still somebody jumping in there and uh, filling that third seat we're always talking about, Josh. Indeed. Hey, we got a, b- a bit of an announcement here. We teased it a little bit last week. Uh, we uh, definitely have some uh, Wrangler uh, listeners in our audience, maybe some li- Wrangler viewers. Uh, and when I say viewers, I'm referring to our uh, live YouTube show that we have every Thursday, 10 p.m. Uh, 10, well, I guess I should say 10-ish, because we don't very seldom do we get actually started at 10 p.m. Central Time, but it's around that time. Um, <laughs> so, uh, please join us. Now we, uh, we teased this a bit, uh, t- teased this a bit last week about, uh, having a Wrangler segment and, uh, we, uh, got a little something here to play for you guys. Uh, want to introduce, uh, Rob to you guys. Hi, I'm Rob from CoolGuysStuff.tv, and I am excited to be joining Tony and Josh on the XJ Talk Show with a brand new segment focused on everything Wrangler. I'll hit it all from tires to tops with everything in between. This is going to be fun, and I am looking forward to getting to know this side of our Jeep family. And we're getting uh, look, we're looking forward to getting to know Rob and uh, the things he knows about uh, the Wranglers. Now, now I know Rob has a JK and is a, a previous XJ owner. He is indeed. He's actually owned several Jeeps over the years and is currently an off-road enthusiast. He does get his Jeep dirty, and he's got a build going as well. So uh, we're looking forward to uh, seeing what Rob's bringing to the table. You guys should definitely be looking forward to this, as it's going to be some very interesting tech that we're going to be sharing. Yep. Welcome to the team, uh, Rob. We should we could e- easily have a segment, uh, a Wrangler segment, next week. And, and I guess that's what, kind of the problem, uh, Josh. We don't really have a name for the Wrangler segment. Yeah, we don't. So we'd like to ask you guys to help us out as far as naming this uh, this new segment that we're going to be introducing. Now, uh, obviously, we have other segments like our old Amazon You Bought and What or You Bought What, uh, This Week in Jeep and uh, electrical and audio tips and Jeep tips and so on and so forth. And, uh, well, I believe that this new segment and what Rob's going to be bringing to the table uh, deserves a name unto itself as well. And so uh, there's a chance that whatever you come up with could make it to the show indefinitely. So if you guys would like to do a submission, you can always uh, email the show or the what we would prefer is you guys to give us a call and let us know what your ideas are for Rob's new Wrangler Tech segment. Uh, please give us a call on that voice line number. It's 24-7. Nobody's going to answer and grill you or anything like that. That number is 530-675-4102. Call in with your submission now about what our new Wrangler segment could be named. If uh, we pick yours, well, you're going to hear it every week here on the XJ Talk Show. You know, in general, we like it uh, like it kind of short, kind of snappy. But if it's funny, I don't care if it's uh, a paragraph. <laughs> it could be a large name. <laughs> hey, that just means you guys are giving me more or give Tony more to talk about. So that's cool. <laughs> well, and we need excuses to talk more, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to welcome Rob uh, to the to the XJ Talk family, as it were. Uh, so we'll be looking forward to him. We'd like to welcome some of our new YouTube subscribers to the fold as well. 
And uh, these are folks that have uh, joined us in on our YouTube channel, uh, which we encourage you guys to, to go check out quite frequently. We're always adding new content and, of course, our live event every week on Thursdays, 10 p.m. Central. In fact, we've got several people tuning in right now, and there's an active chat going on in the comment section, which you guys can join in as well. And any one of these folks can be there at any given time, as well as Tony and myself. So first on the list is Jose Torres uh, is joining us on YouTube. So big thanks to him uh, for joining our new family. Yeah, and I'll mention real quick, we're up to 395 subscribers, and uh, the LS Felix is one of them. Thanks for joining us. And rounding out that list, we've got Jeremy joining us. Uh, managed to get his, his his first name and only his first name on there. I <laughs> can't like believe Madonna. there's another Jeremy that hasn't joined in. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, uh, aptly named John Last. <laughs> He's the last on our list. So that, that was the joke that I was making. So really cool. We're going to find out, <laughs> hopefully find out, and maybe get a chance to uh, get some live interaction with our 400th subscriber. That's pretty cool. Well on our way to 1,000. That's going to be a milestone. Hopefully you guys can help us hit that 1,000 mark by telling a friend to join in on YouTube with us. Hey, this is Ben at Bushwhacker, reminding you to get all your best cheap news from the XJ Talk Show. And don't forget to follow Bushwhacker on Facebook and Twitter. You're listening to the XJ Talk Show. Please help Tony and Josh get more listeners by telling a friend or two or three about the podcast. It's so simple. Just tell them to go to xjtalkshow.com. Okay, look, Tony is really insecure, and he measures his success by how many people listen to the show. He is driving us crazy, so please tell a friend. The XJ Talk Show is now available on iTunes. Subscribe and leave a review. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating. All right, man. Yeah, well, that you just, I just that was four fingers, Josh. All you had was four fingers. Well, you know, there was that shop accident back. There was that tragic shop accident back in high school. Well, thankfully, thankfully, as a a a post shop teacher, it didn't hurt your vocal cords. You'd have to really work hard to cut a vocal cord, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure I would be able to uh, to live through that. So, well, think positive. I mean, not with that negative Nelly thinking, you wouldn't. Yeah, I know, right? Always the pessimist, aren't I? Exactly. Uh, so, uh, what's up, man? I mean, you were saying that you didn't have nothing to talk about in the chit chat section, but uh, I see some uh, magic words appeared there. Yeah. So, uh, as you guys know, I'm I'm an active wheeler. I like to go out. And I like to play with my Jeep. Don't we all? Now, we oftentimes don't have the time or, more importantly, the money to make that happen, whether it's a part that needs to be replaced or something that needs to be upgraded. After all, Jeeps don't break. They just give us excuses to upgrade stuff. So uh, there's a chance that I'm actually going to get paid to wheel. Now, isn't that cool? It's a dream job, right? No, it's not that far. I'm not actually going to be getting uh, getting paid to wheel, per se, as a job, but uh one of the guys I work with, uh, he's also a, a Jeep enthusiast. He's a, he, he's a Wrangler owner, and we go up and we play in the woods uh, semi-frequently with our rigs. So he, uh, he brought up the fact that he's trying to schmooze over some new clients. He's a salesman, and, uh, and he wants to make a good impression and kind of connect with these, uh, these pr- prospective clients uh, on a level that you wouldn't otherwise be able to. And he's going to do this by whipping out the company credit card and uh, filling up my tank and buying lunch for us and taking everybody up on a little bit of a wheeling trip. So I get to uh, load uh, some other guy into my Cherokee and head up into the woods 
and go uh, and try and scare the living you know what out of them. Try and bounce off some rocks and I, stuff. So. I was just going to say, I hope it's not a screamer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or a but grabber. No, a grabber would be bad too. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they, like, go of my leg. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be fun. It's uh, We're going to head up to our usual uh, stomping grounds up in the Tillamook State Forest. Um, head up some trails. It's We've had a lot of rainfall lately. Uh, we've had a lot of snowfall too. In fact, uh, Mount Hood is getting like a foot, I think, here in the le- in, in the last in the future twelve hours. So over the next twenty four hours, a, fr- a foot of fresh powder up on the mountains. Uh, so I'm not sure what we're going to hit. I don't. I'm not I don't know if we're going to hit mud. If we're going to hit snow. If we're going to hit a little bit of both. It's going to be interesting nonetheless. And I'm going to have a complete stranger in my passenger seat. So it's going to be very interesting. It should be happening somewhere right about the end of March. I just got uh, I just got this proposed to me. Uh, here earlier this week, so I, I, we haven't really finalized all the plans yet. I just told them, yeah, sure, if you're going to fill my tank, buy me lunch, uh, and and basically take care of uh, of this whole trip, then heck yeah, you know, I'll I'll go ahead and let a, a stranger ride with me, and we'll ha- we'll go have some fun. Well, you so never sh- you never know. Whenever you have a stranger riding with you, you might actually be uh, introducing yourself to a new wheeling buddy because uh, <laughs> it, it could be one of those things where they just say, hey, I got to do this. I don't care what I got to do. I got to do this. And speaking of new wheeling buddies, this is actually you, you, thank you for reminding me about that. I got I do have something else I want to talk about. Now, last last week I had mentioned that I know a few people or a couple people that are in the market for some new Cherokees. And in fact, over the last week, there have been two Cherokees bought boughten. There, there we go. Two Cherokees bought in here recently uh, by some friends of mine. And uh, so one of the guys who um, uh, who I've mentioned several times, uh, he's a local wheeler, lives just right down the way from me. He had a 94, I think, or maybe 93 Cherokee that he ended up rolling. It was a, it was a bit of a, he was kind of screwing around, got himself into a situation and flopped the Cherokee. Uh, well, he righted it up, drove it home, um, jacked all the dents out of it, and then ended up chopping it and bobbing it and ended up making himself a little bit of a homemade truggy. Now, it's not a full-on tube frame competition truggy. He just basically put a bed on it uh, is what it came down to. Well, I, I had mentioned that he is uh, had been plagued with some electrical issues and some some gremlins in the system that we couldn't quite figure out, and he's decided, well, I'm just going to move on to something else, and decided to basically part out what he can out of that. He's uh, he's holding on to the axles, holding on to the suspension, the steering, the lift, uh, all all that sort of stuff, um, but he's basically gutting everything else, selling it off. In fact, he sold his bumper in, I think, a matter of three hours. He posted it up on Craigslist, posted it up on Naxja, and in three hours or less, the thing was sold. Uh, so, you know, kudos for him for getting some uh, some money for the new build. He ended up buying himself, I believe it's a 1997 Red Cherokee. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to like that, Tony. He's got big plans for this. He's already uh, looking at a 5.5 to a 6.5-inch long arm. Uh, he's going to adapt the lift kit that he already has, uh, make his own custom cross member, and his own custom uh, radius arms, I think, is the direction that he's leaning towards right now. Uh, he's floating back and forth between radius arms and uh, and a true four-link long arm setup. So we're going to see how that ends up developing. I'm going to get him to end up posting a build thread up on XJ Talk as well. So a new red XJ build here coming up on the forum here recently. Uh, went out yesterday, in fact, with a buddy last night, and uh, as actually a friend of a friend and a friend of, uh, or a, at least a somewhat of a listener of somebody who is in our chat room as we speak. Well, they, now, they Cher- are a listener if they're in the chat room. Yeah, Cherokee <laughs> guy 1988 apparently has a coworker 
uh, who ended up selling his XJ to a buddy of mine. <laughs> Actually, it was a bit of a trade. Uh, had a boat project that he was working on. Uh, found this Cherokee. Uh, ended up working out a deal to where the boat and some cash traded hands for this Cherokee that's uh, on 35s, a Ford 8.8 in the rear end. Uh, I think it's got four tens, if not maybe four eighty-eight gears. I can't remember exactly the gears, uh, the gear ratio on that uh, winch bumper on the front. It's got a fairly recent, it looks like a fresh uh, Smitty-built RX uh, RCX or RXC8 uh, winch that's on there. Um, let's see, onboard air. It's got uh, shocks that uh, that come up through the floor in the back. A lot of stuff that's really been done to this thing. It's definitely a toy. He bought it as a wheeler. Uh, this thing isn't going to win any beauty contests. It's beat up a little bit. It's got a few dents, a little rough around the edges, that's for sure. But he's got plenty of daily driver rigs, so he bought this thing as a toy. This is the guy that went up with me and 92 Warwagon during his shakedown run of his freshly uh, installed 4.5-inch Rough Country long arm kit. And, uh, and, and Donovan just got <laughs> such a kick out of what we were doing up there with our Cherokees, he decided he had to have one. And sure enough, a week or two, three weeks later now, uh, he got himself a 96 Cherokee, and I think it's 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 on 35s, but it's it's got a cut and fold done on all offenders, uh, but it doesn't seem like it's got that much of a lift. It's kind of like an uh, LCOG uh, type of system going on, low, low center of gravity. So I want to say it's about a four, four and a half inch lift. It's definitely less than my five, five and a half inch lift that I got because I can get in and out of his Jeep a lot easier than I can get in and out of mine. So uh, any, anyways, a lot of stuff going on with that Jeep. There's a lot of electrical work that needs to be done on that. So I'm going to be spending some time on that here recently uh, or here in the future as well. Uh, going to have some uh, work done on the 8.8 as the pinion gear is giving him some grief. Uh, he knew that going into it. So that's going to get all taken care of as well. So, uh, but nonetheless, two new Cherokees in our uh, pseudo XJ Talk family here. Uh, anyways, glad to have uh, have some new wheelers with us as well. So really looking forward to this summer coming up. There's going to be a lot of Cherokee activity in my neighborhood. So Josh doesn't take a break, uh, a breath whenever he's on that uh, a filibuster. So I'm going to play this now. Ooh, <laughs> red jeeps are sexy. You know, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Had that 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 great filibuster yeah. scene, which is about you know the whole movie. That's what you need to be in. When we we should do a remake here, where you just I just you open it and you go you just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I get excited about Cherokee stuff, man. I can't help it. I'm, I'm it's the I'm it's the DJ DJ's. thing in you where you just you know you're filling air. You don't want to, and then oh my god, it's horrible, but. Anyway, I want I want to I, I want to give you a hard time about that, but uh, it's it's great. I mean, I was doing all the talking before you were you know here, so you know I'm just taking a break. Uh, you're trying to you're getting caught up for those many months I was doing this by myself. <laughs> well, uh, all I got to say is is uh, when when I'm talking about somebody else getting into a build and they have genuine enthusiasm. Oh, it's fun uh, to see. Just it carries over to me, man. It's infectious. Yeah. What, you know, what what can you say? Well, that's what you we know? see on xjtalk.com. We see people yeah. with they they almost apologize, you know, "Hey, here's my picture. It's a stock XJ, blah blah blah." It's no, it's a it's a Cherokee, man. You can do so many things with that just the way it is. Don't apologize. Yeah. You're more than welcome to the site. As I often say, don't worry about it. You don't even have to have a Cherokee to uh, to join the site. If you just want to be a part of the group and uh, join in and, uh, you know, even if you don't care about Cherokees, although I think you probably will after a while. 
all you have to do is care about Jeeps primarily. We do have Grand Cherokee uh, uh, threads on there as well, uh, um, uh, MJ, you know, Comanche threads uh, on there as well. We have sections for just about any uh, flavor of Jeep out there, except for the new Cherokee, of course. But I'm sure eventually we'll get around to uh, throwing something well, out there. you know, uh, I was actually coming home. Uh, I had to work this past Saturday. We were uh, moving one of our uh, one of our offices to a, another uh, physical location. So uh, I was driving back uh, down I-10. I actually took the Wrangler since uh, I, I need to rotate the tires on my uh, XJ. And uh, I was uh, out on I-10, coming back home, looked in the rearview mirror, and lo and behold, it was a 2014 Jeep Cherokee. You know, so, I had to run so in with a Cherokee. I had to run in with a Cherokee this afternoon myself, uh, leaving work. Uh, there's a four-way stop just right outside of, of our uh, of our facility, and uh, as I pulled up to there. Uh, this Cherokee does one of those California stops, brand new Cherokee, doesn't even have license plates on it yet, pulls up to the stop sign, and I, I don't even recall seeing a brake light. He just kind of coasted right through the intersection and pulled right to the left of me. He was taking a left, and and I was taking a left. We were on opposite corners. Well, and uh, maybe he just, that's you know, came nine. right in front of me, and I you know, kind of was, you know, <laughs> I wanted to give him the thumbs up, like, you know, hey, guy, nice stop. There. Oh, but the, he, he would have misunderstood that. I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want him to misunderstand, like, hey, guy, nice Jeep, you know. I didn't want to. I didn't want confusion. <laughs> oh, I'm going down the wrong road here, Josh. It just It's just uh, second nature. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I want to mention real quick, uh, there's some, some folks in the chat room uh, or the comment section on YouTube that have already mentioned this. I made the mistake. I was trying to find me a nice shirt to wear for the, uh, the video section of this show, not just some old T-shirt like I normally wear, something with a collar. And uh, I was looking around, and there was a nice bright red uh, collared shirt. So, so I grabbed that and put that on, and it is just giving the camera fits. My face is very red. In, in fact, uh, <laughs> Dean Murray on the comment says, "How much? Too much sun, Tony? <laughs> Look how red Tony is." So yeah, <laughs> there's not going to be much time for me to do a wardrobe change in the middle of this. So uh, just get used to it. It's uh, it's this is how uh, this is how YouTube was in the '50s, guys. When there was live stuff, you know, you never knew what was going to go on. We'll we'll have a chimp and a cigar in here in a minute. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of uh, uh, people who are in our chat or our, our comment section on our uh, live YouTube channel right now, uh, I got to give a shout out to Dean Murray. Uh, if you guys don't recall, I think it was back episode 114, 115, uh, there was some throttle body talk. And uh, and Dean was in the in the comment section saying, you know, hey, I've got a throttle body just laying around. I'll be more than happy to send it out to you. And, and sure enough, he was extremely courteous and very generous with his offer. And, uh, and I got that throttle body uh, there just a, f a few days later. So I, it's still sitting in my garage. It's, it's on my workbench. It's, it's ready to get dealt with. I just have not had the time with everything else going on with the inclement weather and dealing with all of that, uh, plus things going on with the show, life and work, and everything else. It's just, it's, I will get to it. Uh, it's just, it's going to happen a little bit later wah, than sooner. Wah, so, but uh, it will happen. It will happen. It will hopefully happen soon. I have so many projects that are waiting to, uh, waiting on me to get done with. I've got the, uh, the rumbler, uh, you know, I actually have an eight inch tube, uh, that I'm going to use. I'm gonna have to weatherproof it, but I actually have something I can put the speaker in. If you guys aren't familiar with, uh, the, uh, I think maybe a year, maybe a year and a half ago, there was uh, some new emergency, uh, it's not really siren. It's not a siren, but a emergency notification, basically for people to get the hell out of the way. 
yeah. uh, technology that came out, and I think it was called the Rumbler. And uh, yep. basically, they were using the technology of um, <laughs> these these people. Maybe you're one that uh, likes to p- play a lot of bass in their vehicle and uh, not only shake your car, but everybody else's around you. And uh, somebody uh, that uh, had the bright idea, and they said, hey, you know, this we could use this on emergency vehicles and uh, make some uh, some coin at the same time. So they came up, they developed these things that are basically, uh, you know, fairly, fairly small bass speakers, and uh, they uh, hook it up to an amplifier, and they run some, some low tones through it, and uh, people that are on their cell phone or listening to their music or listening to podcasts, plug, and <laughs> shameless plug, and uh, uh, they would feel the, uh, the, the, the bass rumbling their vehicles, hence the name Rumbler. So I thought, why in the world would I want to spend 700 bucks uh, for, to do something like this? I can get a speaker. I can get a 100-watt amp, 200-watt amp for, for less than $100. I'll build my own. So I've been in the process of getting this thing, uh, putting this thing together. And one of the hardest things to find was a tube that the speaker would fit in. Uh, because I didn't want something like this is going to be outside the vehicle, guys. This isn't going to be something that's inside the vehicle. That's not going to, you know, give them give them the best uh, vibration for the buck, so to speak. Something I would hang off the bumper. Now, obviously, I'd take this off uh, uh, going off road because I, I'd, I'd scrape the damn thing off. But sure, it would be fun in the when you're in the fast lane. The Joker is uh, talking on the cell phone or texting, uh, doing the damn speed limit. How dare they? And uh, hit them with the rumbler and just see if they would magically get out of the way. Yeah, some of the videos of this uh, of this technology online really don't do it any justice. Now, I haven't personally experienced this specific technology before, but uh, being in car audio for, for nearly a decade and having worked with uh, some competition SPL producing type of vehicles, we're talking multi-thousands of watts going to individual speakers, uh, multiple 15-inch subwoofers and dedicated enclosures, uh, truck beds full of amplifiers and batteries and capacitors and all that stuff. Um, I know what it's like to be around a vehicle producing, you know, 130, 140 decibels of pure bass, just earth-shaking bass. And uh, and I'm not sure it, what the project that Tony's working on is going to be capable of uh, producing those kind of SPL levels. But uh, there's a, there's something that a, a buddy of mine has always threatened that he's going to eventually uh, work the bugs out, and it's the infamous brown note. And this is the, <laughs> the oh, a no. specific uh, tone of frequency that will make people lose their bowel control. And <laughs> I'm wondering if uh, Tony's project won't end up turning into something like that. Oh, man. They would say it, then they would do it. Yep, it would be a old Bill Cosby joke. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that would be uh, that would be a lot of fun. I, I'd just be good with them moving out of the way, uh, to be honest with you. Now, uh, I was planning on driving this contraption with my smartphone, just hooking it into the jack and putting some uh, MP3s in there and uh, finding the you know playing the various uh, tones that I generate using some of this uh, audio software I have. So, should be an interesting project. But uh, that's only one of the things. I also have a uh, on onboard air project that I, I have everything for uh, or at least 90% of it and uh, of course one of the the non-critical items was the uh, double trumpet air horn mm-hmm. <laughs> that I want to run off of it for the same damn reason why do people get in the fast lane on on their cell phones Josh I don't understand that no I don't know because that's one of my biggest pet peeves is is people who <laughs> 
Yeah, my biggest pet peeve is people who obey the speed limit. No, but seriously, <laughs> you know, if it, I, I'm one of those kind of guys that, uh, you know, regardless of what the posted speed limit is, I'm going to follow the flow of traffic. I know the old saying, you know, well, if everybody else is jumping off a bridge, are you going to do the same thing? And it's like, well, you know, I like having to jump off of bridges and stuff. It's fun as long as you don't kill yourself. So, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things to where if you pull into the fast lane and they call it a fast lane for a reason because you should be going faster than the speed limit. Um, you shouldn't be, you know, doing your makeup or, you know, eating Fritos off the floor or talking on or texting on a cell phone. You should be there to drive and to get to your destination as fast as possible. Uh, you know, you've got the slow lane, you've got the travel lane, you got the fast lane. Get in the fast lane, you go fast, people. Spread the word. Somebody doesn't know, make sure you, they know with a little uh, flash of the lights or a blast of the air horn. Yep, or uh, your uh, homemade rumbler. Now, I'll, right. I'll say, I don't care if you're on the cell phone or you're texting, as long as you're moving with the flow of traffic. But but this, this stuff that you're going side-by-side uh, side with somebody or slower... Uh, the, you know, again, if you want to text or talk on your cell, that's fine. I, I'm not telling you you shouldn't. I don't think we should have laws to keep you from it, but you should be in another lane, not in the fast lane. I'm, I'm with you there, Tony. It's just that people have uh, nowadays have such a big problem being able to multitask. They can't text and drive. They can't talk and drive. They can't apply makeup and drive. They can't eat the Fritos off the floor and drive. Apparently, a lot of people can't even barely even chew gum and drive at the same time. Mm -hmm. I see so many idiots on the road that have no business being out in public with a car and driving it. It's just it's ridiculous. So well, I can go on and on about just ranting about things yeah. that piss me off of people doing in vehicles out on the road in my daily commute. Well, I mean, we have evidence of that on our YouTube channel because uh, of my uh, little dash cam where I've caught several people doing uh, crazy things. And in fact, I guess it was two, three weeks ago, uh, we put up a, uh, a video of a, a gentleman that was uh, driving erratically in the fast lane at night with the the cell phone in clear view of my dash cam that's right <laughs> for a I very i mean miles he was on it for miles and finally put it down and uh, drove and uh <laughs> and he got out of the way too it was great he noticed there was this big red jeep behind him <laughs> <laughs> yeah for you guys that don't know it, it's not just the the this show that we have on our youtube channel Tony, uh, Tony puts up a lot of great content on the YouTube channel. Uh, so if, if the show isn't quite your cup of tea, uh, you're worried about uh, who you're telling a friend about the show, what they're going to like or not like, there is a ton of stuff online on our YouTube channel for you guys to check out. And it's all pretty good. Uh, yeah, and there's uh, actually there's one really good video that we have uh, co uh, that compares uh, LED uh, off-road lights with oh, yeah. the uh, conventional uh, incandescents and, and good ones, uh, not 55-watt uh, Hellas or anything, uh, the 100-watt uh, KC lights. So uh, that was a, a very interesting uh, video to, to do and see because, uh, I mean, I could tell in person that the LEDs were a lot brighter, but when I actually uh, edited the video together and, and showed the KC lights, the four 100-watt KC lights and the three uh, LED uh, off-road lights side by side on the screen. It was uh, it was a stark contrast. It really is, and I, I've seen many many of these LED versus uh, incandescent light um, uh, you know comparison videos online. And honestly, Tony, yours is by far the best. I mean, you do it in the same section and speed 
uh, time of day of road and everything like that. It's it's laid out, I mean, very scientifically, if I might add. And, and it's really a very good baseline comparison uh, for people who aren't, you know, whether, aren't quite sure whether or not they want to step into the realm of LED lighting. Really, folks, that video will settle it for you. Well, I mean, it's scary because you're looking at spending a couple hundred bucks at least. At least, well, mm-hmm. for, you know, fortunately, the LED lighting is coming down. But but even even at that, you go to eBay, you look at these things, and you go, hey, you know, this isn't too too bad. This this two this twenty inch. Uh, God, what was it? 14,000 uh, 14, lumen uh, dual row LED is about uh, 120 bucks. Well, that's great. You know, that's not a bad price for that kind of lighting. Uh, but gee, I don't know. It's kind of cheap. I don't know if it will do any good or not. So this kind of dispels that rumor as well because uh, it, it, it does mean that you can get decent LED lighting off of eBay. Now, I think it's going to last as long as any other LED light will because it's an LED light. Um, so, uh, but we'll see, uh, I mean, how often do you run around with, uh, that, that much, uh, firepower, so to speak, uh, on the Jeep. So, uh, I, I do believe that the, uh, the, the 50,000 or the hundred thousand hours is runtime. Uh, so I would imagine this thing's going to be, uh, I don't know, maybe it'll be lighting up the, uh, the podcast in uh, the next century. <laughs> yeah, who knows? And I'm really my my biggest uh, my biggest concern is not necessarily the the runtime, you know, the life of the of the components themselves, but really the the strength, the uh, how well they're they're going to hold up to the rigidity of the kind of a ride that you find on a four wheel drive vehicle, the kind of ride you find on a Jeep, and of course the the rigors of the outdoor environment and and of course being off road, uh, whether or not they can hold up to that and maintain that fifty thousand hours of of life or whatever. Uh, that that's my biggest concern. Now I'm I'm fully on board right now with whatever generation of LED technology that's out there right now. It's attractive. It's coming down to the affordable range for a lot of us, uh, and it straight up performs. Uh, so I, I'm on board, and I'm going to be getting some here very soon. Uh, and and I can't wait to start converting some of the lights I have in my Jeep over to LED. And, and you know the video can't can't really prepare you for being there in person. I don't know if you've actually seen one in person or not, but it, it is horrifically bright. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, they, they really are. They breathtaking. really are. I mean, breathtaking would be a good word to use. Like um, it's one of those, you remember the, back in the day, you know, your mom tells you not to stare directly into the sun. Well, this is advice that you would apply to looking at this LED lighting. Uh, it's it's really cool, and you know I I'm probably gonna have to take a trip up to uh, Matt's shop and make use of his uh, tube bender and uh, welding machine. Uh, and I've never welded, so maybe I could talk him into welding some tabs. But I have this 44 inch LED light bar with uh, God, what is it, uh, 28,000 or no, like 30,000 lumens or something, uh, more than double what the the 20 inch is. And, uh, I, I don't, I haven't mounted it yet. I mean, I, I need to sterilize some of these people that are in the fast lane on the, on the cell, <laughs> the cell phones. So at least future generations won't have to put up with the same thing, at least not from their offspring. Uh, who was it here recently that got themselves a light bar from, was it detours or dirt bound off road? I can't remember who put out a, a light bar specifically for the, uh, the led stuff in the Cherokees. Well, uh, detours, uh, made a light bar mount and Matt, uh, got a 42 inch led light bar and a light bar mount from uh, market detours. Uh, ah, maybe that's what, what you're thinking about. Yeah, that that's that's who it was. I just couldn't uh, remember the product name and and where it came from and and uh, who was running it. But uh, 
nonetheless, uh, pretty sexy stuff. Well, it was pretty funny. Uh, uh, Mark was, uh, cause I had touched base with him, uh, of, uh, months ago because i was thinking about getting a, a light bar uh, for the roof of my jeep and uh, he said he was working on the super secret uh, mount uh, that he was going to mm-hmm. be selling and uh, i told him i said yeah i'm thinking about maybe a 50 inch or because i think a, a 40 inch is kind of small on the on the cherokee he says he goes i have a 42 inch actually he called it a 40 inch which uh, i believe the actual led section is 40 but with the the ends it winds up being 42 and that's how they market it Anyway, so he said he had a 40-inch, and he goes, that thing is so bright that if I turn it on in the backyard on my Jeep, it lights up the mountain in the far distance. And <laughs> and, and, he, and he actually had a picture of it, and it does. It lights up the mountain. I don't know. I mean, it's a mountain, so it's it's I'm, it's probably within a mile, but it's it, you can see it lighting the mountain. It's It's just incredible. So... A lot of fun. I don't know about you, Josh, but I've from just when I was a little kid, watches and flashlights were my biggest two things. I just loved being a Timex and a bright light. Yeah, they call them torches over uh, across the pond, and and really some of this LED, the, these Cree, uh, you know, multi-component, uh, you know, projector lens, high watt, massive output uh, flashlights with like tactical casings and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just plain cool <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and I love a good, strong flashlight. You know, to me, it kind of reminds me of a lightsaber. What can I say? You know, I've got, got a little bit of geek in me. <laughs> nerd. You know, I get a good power. <laughs> you here are a nerd. And I've got a, uh, a good, powerful flashlight in my hand. It's like a lightsaber, man. I can light up the night with it and you know, shine up on a tree. And in the fog, you got this big, huge beam coming from your hand. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, especially, well, I don't know about you, but I'd like to get a green uh, laser. I saw a tweet the other day get going uh, off uh, in a total different direction. I saw a tweet the other day by the FBI. They are offering $10,000 reward uh, leading to the arrest of people that have been uh, shining the green, LE, uh, L- I'm sorry, the green lasers on aircraft. Yeah. <laughs> I thought to myself, Wow, I need to spend more time outside looking for green lasers. I could uh, make a living. <laughs> you can pay for some of those new LED lights. Yeah, exactly. Well, guys, I think it's about time we get to a Jeep tip segment. We uh, we had this queued up for last week, but uh, with all the snow and everything that was hitting uh, much of the U.S., uh, it was uh, I thought it was better, uh, as well as Josh thinking it was better to do some uh, snow winching information. So uh, let's. Uh, this is a subject that uh, Steve 4.3 LXJ from xjtalk.com has covered before, but uh, I think it's uh, something that's well worth uh, going over again. Uh, it's death wobble. You're not going to die. You just think you're going to. And it, it has its own brown tone with it that goes along yes. with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Because you, you, you may lose bowel, all bowel control. You certainly will lose uh, your ability not to curse. It's pretty damn scary. Got a tip? We do. It's time for Jeep Tips. And now for a disclaimer. Jeep Tips is for entertainment purposes only. If you choose to follow these tips, man up and take the responsibility for your own actions. If you cannot or you feel that working on your Jeep is beyond your abilities, seek the help or advice of a trained certified mechanic. Death wobble is something that's common to our XJs, YJs, TJs, WJs, and also Dodge uh, pickups. 
who have the uh, straight axles in the same design that we have with the track bar and the coil springs. It's not to be confused with bump steer, which is common in the, the old CJs and YJs, which have leaf spring front ends. That's just when the uh, when you hit a overpass or a bump, the uh, steer, string uh, is forced to the right and it uh, takes a dive to the right, and then you can correct it and you just sort of go on. Death wobble is something that feels like it's going to shake the vehicle apart, and probably a lot of us have uh, experienced this or will experience it because of the design of our vehicles as parts wear out. Now it can be caused by a lot of things. It can be caused by out-of-round out of tires, tire-balanced uh, problems. Uh, it can be caused by worn parts, tie rod ends, track bar bushings, track bar mounts, uh, bad geometry on aftermarket kits, uh, any number of little things like that. It all amounts to things that are just not the way the factory was designed it to be in the first place. What happens is when you hit a, a bump, the uh, track bar is moved in a bushing or, or the whole vehicle moves in relation to the uh, axle. And as it does, something then hits whatever is worn out, finishes moving, and then it bumps the wheels to the right. And then the wheels then are forced to the right and then the vehicle comes out of the suspension compression and then it again hits the end of whatever is loose and then it bounces the wheel back to the left and then as that happens the axle then starts to move back and forth and it kind of feeds on itself it sets up a resonance and you really can't stop it until you change speeds. Uh, you have to either almost stop or sometimes you can accelerate and get out of it. But generally you have to almost come to a stop and uh, you have to clean out your shorts and think about uh, writing your will and things like that. So how do you uh, go about this? Well, the first thing you have to do when you uh, diagnose this is to get somebody to give you a little help. You need to have someone, uh, after you start the engine, put it in park and so forth, uh, just saw the wheel back and forth while you look under the front end. And what you're looking for are points of attachment that move, and these points aren't supposed to move. For instance, you can have a worn tie rod end, and the tie rod will move in relation to the steering knuckle. Or you can have a bad track bar bushing, in which case the track bar bushing on the axle will be moving back and forth instead of what is supposed to be moving and that is the tie rod. All of these things if they're loose will cause death wobble and the thing is is that when we lift our vehicles we kind of exacerbate this situation and we end up with uh, a kind of a thing that almost causes it and this is because the track bar angle now and the tie rod angle are greater than what they were designed to be, which is almost flat. So anytime then you hit a bump, that amount of change in the steering becomes even greater because of the angle. It's just high school geometry. So, which by the way is another use for all that useless math you had to sit through in high school. 
So anyway, when we look at this now, as we lift our vehicles, and, and most of us want to do that because it looks cool, it gives us better off-road capability, and because, uh, well, we just happen to like looking down on the world, um, we can suddenly have death wobble after the lift, and we're wondering, what did I do wrong? Well, it may not be that you did anything wrong, and probably isn't. It's just that you have some worn parts. So we have to get under the rig and see what's loose that's not supposed to be. And then we have to start correcting everything because everything affects it. It doesn't matter whether it's a ball joint, a tie rod end, a bushing, a spherical rod end on the track bar, the track bar mount on the frame. All of those things have to be completely solid or you will get death wobble. Now one thing that also happens is that we get a situation where people say have a three inch lift and want to go higher and uh, they want to do it on the cheap which is understandable so they just get some spacers and throw it in on their three inch springs and have a five inch lift and maybe get some shackles and stick on the rear or some longer ones and they end up with a taller vehicle but the problem with that is is that that changes the caster angle because they probably still have stock length lower suspension links and upper suspension links and as the uh, axle drops down it changes the caster angle it starts to tip forward this is something that'll exacerbate it because as it tips forward and that caster angle becomes negative instead of positive it puts the steering geometry in such an, a uh, situation that instead of the front tires wanting to tow in because of the caster angle and keep the vehicle straight it'll make the wheels want to dive to the side and that means that if you've got something loose there that you've got a, a front wheel that's going to dive one way and the other one's going to want to dive the other and it'll set it up very quickly in a situation where you've got death wobble so one of the things that I always advise is is that we have the proper parts for the proper lift and I know a lot of people want to do it as cheap as possible and, and that's understandable because I do the same thing myself but we do need to have the proper parts and it is important to keep your caster angle in the proper range and uh, the recommended that I've read is five degrees I've got my own set at five degrees it works very well I don't have death wobble problems uh, and I'm running eight inches of lift but all of my geometry is is proper and it's just not ever a problem for me so when we do our lifts it's very important if you want a highway vehicle that a daily driver that is going to be uh, usable and not give you problems that you keep all of this geometry correct now another thing that can happen is that when we do aftermarket steering upgrades we'll get something that uh, goes over the knuckle or something like that and what that does is it raises the end of the drag link where it attaches to the steering knuckle and there's nothing wrong with doing that except that what they don't tell you when they sell you these kits is that you need to raise the end of the uh, tire the uh, track bar also a corresponding amount or you need to lower it by the same amount at the frame end and it's usually easier to lower it 
the thing is is that when you have a track bar and a drag link it has to be they both have to be exactly the same length and at exactly the same angle so that there is no change in the direction of the front wheels when the axle moves up and down if you change one of them and not the other it will make a slight variation in the steering when you move the axle up and down and if there's anything loose at all this can cause death wobble so when you are thinking about these steering upgrades remember that you've got to finish the process and make sure that your drag link is at the same angle as your track bar now as I mentioned the most important thing is to keep everything tight keep those bushings tight if you've got a slight egg-shaped uh, where hole where your uh, track bar mounts uh, that can cause it too because that bolt will work back and forth and uh, I have a uh, thread on this on how to fix that with a piece of square tubing welded in but you really need to take care of it because if you don't you'll have death wobble that you can't fix that hole has to be tight any of the holes where your bushings mount have to be completely tight so once you've done all this your geometry is correct you will find that it after a good uh, alignment it'll drive straight down the road my favorite site is xjtalkxjtalk.com XJ it's where you go when you're not off road hey this is tim from jeep tubes and you're listening to the xj talk show we here at the XJ Talk Show really appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you enjoy the show, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's so easy. Just tell them to go to xjtalkshow.com. You know, Josh, uh, I got a, a private message on uh, xjtalk.com today from uh, Steve, uh, the same gentleman that just gave us our, uh, our Jeep tip. And uh, he said, uh, I've been battling uh, computer issues for the last three weeks and he was apologizing to me that uh, he didn't have any new jeep tips uh, for me and uh, added that if uh, we wanted to get on the uh, phone and uh, record one we could and i said not to worry we're uh, we're going to be using uh one of the uh, the past jeep tips uh, today so uh you should be good but i can't imagine having computer problems for for three weeks yeah, with as much as I'm involved with computers and, and everything, uh, and everything that I have going on in my, my home studio here, uh, that would just be absolutely devastating. Not fun, not fun at all. And these are Macs, so uh, <laughs> I guess I guess it does happen to uh, to everybody uh, every now and then. Hey, let's get over to our uh, our voicemails. Hey, this is Tony, and this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our 24-7 voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Hey, this is Nikki G. Uh, what happened to the music at the beginning of the uh, voicemail message? Anyhow, it's no big deal. I just wanted to say I've made it through the winter storm, and the uh, first time I really drove the Jeep in the snow, and it, it performed well. Uh, I didn't, me and Wendy didn't miss a day of work, 
were able to get get to work just fine. Uh, we picked up a few coworkers along the way, uh, but the Jeep really proved itself useful. And I checked up on an elderly neighbor, and she had plenty of food, and her heat was doing good, but her cat food level was at critical. So uh, she didn't know what she was going to do because all we had at our house was dried cat food, and apparently uh, Tommy Boy could only have uh, canned cat food. <laughs> He's got a upset belly. So uh, with no problem, jumped in the Jeep, drove to the store, Thanks to good people at Walmart who apparently live in the basement. <laughs> and uh, picked up food, and Tommy, Tommy Boy was able to sleep with a full belly that night, thanks to the fine automakers at Jeep. But uh, I got some advice for people that are planning for the next winter event. Uh, when you rush out to the store to get all your bread and milk, uh, don't forget the powdered sugar, because French toast without powdered sugar is just plain gross. All right, guys, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. Hey, guys, uh, this is John up in down east Maine. I'm trying to get the word out for a great event we're having this summer up here, uh, Mid-Coast Mud Runs. It's holding their annual Kids' Day event. But this year we're uh, trying to raise some money and show some support for the victims of Sandy Hook Elementary School. Uh, we're going to donate some money to the Chase Kowalski Memorial Fund. It's going to be a great event. We're holding mini mud runs. We're going to have stock and modified power wheels classes, four-wheeler classes, you know, top three, you get trophies, ribbons for all the kids that, you know, run. Uh, mud truck rides, you can come get a ride in your favorite truck, kids and adults, you know. Uh, the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary Tribute Durango Show Truck is going to be there for all the kids and adults to check out. Uh, there will be bounce houses, many other activities for the kids. This is all taking place on Sunday, August 3rd, 2014. It's going to be from 9 a.m. till we're done. It's at Midcoast Mud Runs at 496 Bucksport Road in Ellsworth, Maine. It'll be five dollars at the gate for adults 18 and up. If you're under 18, it's free. Uh, it's going to be a great time for the whole family. And uh, we're just trying to get the word out for any mudders that like to come out and want to show some support. Come on up to Maine here and come out and have a good time with us. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. John was concerned about how well he would come across and the announcement. He was trying to get us to do the uh, the announcement for the event, and I, I directed him over to the voicemail. I thought it would be great uh, because nobody is as passionate about the, the event, the business, whatever's going on, than the person that wants to get the word out. And I thought I think John did a great job. Yeah, no, agreed, definitely, and and sounds like a, a great cause as well. So uh, if that's in your neighborhood, if it's within, you know, even a, a possible driving distance from you, you're a state away, it sounds like something that, that you don't want to miss out. An all-day event like that going to such a great cause, and it really sounds like they're trying to make it as much of a family event as possible uh, with bringing in, I mean, even bouncy castles. That is just cool as hell. <laughs> yeah, and now we have a uh, another Josh's subconscious. Oh, no. <laughs> and now, another message from Josh's subconscious. Yoo-hoo! Oh, man, I was just watching Barney the Purple Dinosaur, and he looked right at the camera and said, I love you. I don't know, he's just not my type. His arms are too short. <laughs> Anyways, so I live up in Portland, and people usually try to call it the Pacific Northwest. I don't just get that. 
You know, what, as opposed to what, the, the Atlantic Northwest? Come on now. Oh, oh, hold on. Hey, I thought I told you to get back in your cage. Don't make me come in there. Oh, sorry, I gotta go. I got some uh, <clears throat> important matters to tend to. <laughs> it puts the lotion on itself and puts the lotion back in the basket. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Man, I swear, every time uh, every time I hear my own subconscious. <laughs> <laughs> it's scary, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's like a page right out of my playbook, right out of my diary. I, I swear, and uh, <laughs> for some reason, my cheeks end up hurting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you mean on your face? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> moving along. Right along. <laughs> no prison humor here. <clears throat> well, guys, uh, thank you for tuning in to yet an, uh, another great episode of the XJ Talk Show. We encourage you guys to check us out on Facebook. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Channel. Uh, we are on Twitter. We are, of course, on Stitcher Radio. We'd like for you guys to uh, give us a five-star review there as well as on iTunes. Uh, helps us uh, climb the charts, gives us good reviews, and, of course, we love sharing all those comments with you guys, good or bad. It uh, doesn't matter. As long as the comment's there, we'll be sure to share it. And if you have an event that's coming up uh, or uh, business and you're trying to promote it, uh, you know, please feel free to call the uh, the, the voicemail line and uh, articulate it. I think you got about three minutes uh, worth of uh, time there that you can spend uh, saying pretty much anything you want. And as we've said, you don't have to keep it clean. We'll edit it. And uh, those, uh, those uh, uh, cruddy comments are kind of uh, humorous, so we don't mind those at all. Yep, help us out, guys. Be sure to tell a friend about your favorite podcast here, uh, the XJ Talk Shows. Please spread the word by email, by links, friending, liking, all that sort of good stuff. And guys, remember, we do have a new segment coming up. We do have a third seat being filled up uh, with our friend, new friend, Rob, who's going to be adding some Wrangler tech to the show. So looking forward to that. And we're looking forward to hearing your guys' submissions as to what we're going to call that segment. So please make sure you give that 24-7 voicemail line a call, 530-675-4102, and let us know what you think we should call that segment. Absolutely. I want to thank everybody for being here, especially the guys that were here for the uh, the live uh, broadcast. Love all the comments, and uh, with uh, Josh's filibustering, I'm actually able to read the comments. There's a lot of things to do here, so it, it is a great help. Even though I'm giving you a hard time, Josh, it's a great help because uh, if I had to talk and do all this other stuff at the same time, man, it would be murder. It would really it would sound as bad as some of the first shows that I did. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, I'm glad to do it. Having a lot of fun doing the show and, and looking forward to the rest of 2014 as we continue to bring you guys new content and a lot more fun on here on the XJ Talk Show. Hi, I'm Rob from CoolGuysStuff.tv, and I am excited to be joining Tony and Josh on the XJ Talk Show with a brand new segment focused on everything Wrangler. I'll hit it all from tires to tops with everything in between. This is going to be fun, and I am looking forward to getting to know this side of our Jeep family. My favorite site is XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. My name's f***ing Audrey, kid, and you're listening to the XJ Talk Show.